0: KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region.
1: It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
0: Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there.
1: Local sports, national sports, the G-Cat has got you covered.
0: Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend.
1: Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check
0: it out. Los amigos, it is the
2: final show of the year. No show tomorrow, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Our normal Friday guests will kind of intertwine with our Thursday lineup. Got plenty to get into, so you know what? I don't know. Should I or I shouldn't I? You know what? Why not? Why not? I won't do it too long because there's people probably listening right now going, what are you talking about? It's not Friday. But for some people that they're off tomorrow, it does feel like Friday, and it's going to be um essentially the start of a long weekend. As it is New Year's weekend, the National College or the College Football Playoff National Semifinal Games will be tomorrow as well. 2.30, Alabama taking on uh Cincinnati, and then Georgia and Michigan will follow. Both games will be on ESPN. We'll get a ton of reaction in... A lot of, uh, chatter on this here as well coming up in a little bit. Here's your guest lineup. It's real simple today. Ross Jackson coming up next segment. We'll touch on the very latest from the Saints. Well, we welcomed back almost, almost a dozen players. One went onto the COVID list. We'll get into that here in a quick second. 115, Rafael Esparza, Marlon Favorite at 130. Coach G, didn't forget about him yesterday. Just today's the day for him. They will. Go over what's going on and how COVID's affecting the EPL and, and soccer overseas. Chris McLean from WFNZ in Charlotte. And it, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun to kind of look at and see, um, how the Panthers are doing. Cause remember week two, they were ecstatic. They absolutely were, I mean, on cloud nine, they had beaten the Saints. Uh, things were going well. Everybody was just feeling you know, amazing, if you remember that game. Everybody's just, wow, yeah, go Panthers, here we go. And then, you know, <laughs> reality hit for them, right? So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up with him at 205. 215, John 4K is going to give his thoughts on the college football playoff semifinals and then also, of course, Saints and Panthers, which, by the way, has gone up a bit. It's now gone up 7 they are favored by seven points, so how about that? Uh, also, we'll talk a little college football with Leo Haggerty and the rest of the NFC South at 2.30, 2.30, Leo. So we'll touch on all of that and more. Uh, the night in college basketball last night, LSU and Auburn, the Tigers... Didn't do so well against the Tigers of the Plains over there against Auburn. 70-55 was your final there. We'll give you some tidbits on it. And then Memphis going to lane and the Green Wave snapping a 12-game losing streak to Memphis as they beat them 85-84. Hold on for a big win for them. 15 turnovers by Memphis. 10 steals by the Green Wave. Nichols. All they did was put up their season high of three pointers. Sixteen. Problem is they're facing the number three team in the country in Purdue. They come up short 104 to 90. That's a tremendous effort by the Colonels over there um, against Drew Brees' old school. Eight and six now on the season. Got As always, questions of the day. So let's welcome in our Intern extraordinaire. Jordan, you're closing out 2020. Sir, how about that? Just, it's your final semester of college coming up. It's, uh, it's, it's it, right? I mean, it's, it's a big, uh, weekend for you.
3: What do they usually say? New year, new me. Oh, wow. I, I... So it's it's going to be a new me. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> graduating this final semester. No,
2: there's no hope. There's no hope. You're going to be just like Sean Payne. You're going to have a game plan together. You do everything you need to. We will watch you graduate. We will watch you graduate. I think
3: I think you're gonna have an inv- invitation to my you graduation. Think so? Show.
2: I think we should just do it live because in, in like a, a Friday show. or something. Absolutely, live from wherever right it is for my name to be called. <laughs> Let's just go to the seat. But what if we boo? What what if we boo? Right when you cross the stage, you're 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 well, it's shining. It's not the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Just like about? the NFL draft, uh, uh, Jordan Michael Clebear boo. <gasps> <laughs> that's terrible. Jordan Michael Kleiber. I don't even know what your middle name is. What is your middle it's name? It's Dean. Dean? Like Papa Papa Kleber. Okay, well, that's nice. All right. Uh We wouldn't boo you. But, you know, if we open it up to listeners, you never know. It would be kind of fun to make it like the NFL draft. Um, if there
3: was enough billing, I'd, I'd accept it.
2: For sure. Hey, man, uh we got a ton of storylines here. I just saw on ESPN on TV, too, that we always do the top stories with you. But Ben Roethlisberger saying that yes, he likely thinks this will be his final game at Heinz Field, the final game of the season's on the road. So, so there you go. Look, you've been seeing it, and um, you know, we we saw it last year. We kind of suspected that it would be the end for you know Drew Brees. But there you go. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger essentially making it official. Uh, that yep. he is going to retire at the end of, of this year. That said, we got some fun questions of the day, I think. Look, the Saints didn't practice yesterday. So fresh Saints sound. All that's going to be today, but we do have a lot of stuff from, from the Panthers. So we'll hear from Sam Darnold, who's starting, um, Matt Rule. Is this the last couple of games for him? You know, although the reports this week are, and he said that the ownerships are lock and step behind them. They're not going anywhere. Well, We'll see, right? When everything starts. Um, Give us our questions of the day.
3: Yeah. So I thought we'd do it since it's the last show of the year. What do you hope your favorite sports franchise New Year's resolution is? So like you were saying, if your favorite team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe your New Year's resolution for that is finding a competent quarterback to, you know, (laughs) keep on the, you know, the stature of the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, it's, it, you know, my, I, my birthday is coming up next month. I know yours was last month, but there's a big birthday today, isn't there? There's a very,
3: LeBron James starts 37 today. Wow. Oh, there it, it is. Yeah. You can't miss yeah. it.
2: What should we give him, Gus? You can't, you can't miss it. What do you mean? What he's, he's letting everybody, you can't know. miss it because every oh. other
3: post is about LeBron.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that is, well, it is the most important birthday of all time, right? Uh, at least I know yeah. Travis, I'm sure Travis is, you know, um, Just beside himself here, trying to plan a celebration. I mean, what do you give a king for his birthday? You know,
3: I mean, I guess a new team. Wow, wow, that's what he's been. I guess I, I I mean, (laughs) I thought he formed this team by himself, but he did. Obviously, it's not good enough. Not good
2: enough, huh? Yeah.
3: I saw also a recent post on Twitter (laughs) a few minutes ago of Anthony Davis, Uh and he got his hair done, and his braids are super, super tight. Okay, and someone said. Anthony Davis is going to be out another two weeks because of oh, a uh, of, so like com- brain contusion or something. <laughs> Stop it or a headache because that's his not, brains that, are too that's, tight.
2: That's not nice that's not nice. He
3: has mystical Glassbones. bones.
2: All right. um I got something for him. What a box of tissues. Box of tissues. Box of tissues. <laughs> what is that? What is? Why is he crying? Because he cries all the time. He cries about everything, man. I mean, you just told me he needed a new team. I don't know. What do we want to give LeBron for his birthday? Feel free at ESPN Radio. No, what, I, don't what, think there, I mean, there really is nothing
3: that you could give him. No. You
2: I, got I You know, I, I, Travis. I. It was one of them nights. You know, we were just ch- chatting back and forth, and you know, I. uh I was like, what, what, you want Zion next? And he's like, no, we don't, we don't want him. You know, send us B.I. I like, you had B.I. You know, it's just like, it, it's who, who is no, it that want, you want? Yeah. It's, it's never enough, though, when it comes to him. So, there you go. If you want to chime in on our questions of the day, uh, feel free. Give us your keys to the game prediction to Saints game. Yesterday, Jordan, I don't know if you heard a couple of the people that were on the show. They kind of, um, went about it sort of acting like it was going to be a, a low scoring field goal laden game. Uh, which by the way, I gotta throw this in. I saw this this morning. Amy just, uh, I I saw, congratulated him. So it popped into my attention. Thomas Morstead was named NSC special teams player of the month. That's pretty cool. I mean, that, that is pretty cool in that, you know, you saw if you've been following him on social media, he's been trying all season to stay active. Remember he got picked up by the Jets, was doing well. Then the Jets let him go because they're the Jets, and then the dreaded Atlanta Falcons picked him up, but he's done so well for the Falcons. He was named NFC, uh, player of the month. Look, if you follow him, you know his family's still here, man. He loves Saints fans still. He's like, I just, I wanna play and I need a paycheck. So, but that's awesome. That, that's awesome to see that he's still having success. By the way, Saints Falcons next week, so.
3: So, yeah, hopefully he doesn't drop a few, uh, you know, coughing kicks. I, I didn't,
2: away. I didn't get, uh, your opinion though on which Saints player maybe Herb Jones would remind you of.
3: Ooh. Do you remember was this good, part of the show was, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, the Saints.
2: Yeah. yeah, the Saint, yeah. Saint, and we can do Saints that still that. today if, if people still want to do that. My point was Herb, Herb Jones is a player that's come out of kind of nowhere and, you know really made himself mine was Pierre Thomas Pierre Thomas undrafted beat out the fourth round Antonio Pittman pick um and and as he worked with the Saints he got more and more responsibility got better and better you saw him you know become the special teams guy return punts then he would fill in and then when somebody got hurt at the Bears was his first start remember and Brian Erlocker picked him up after You know, a heck of a run, and all the Bears after that started picking him up. It was his first 100-yard game in the NFL. And then all he did was become arguably one of the best screen running backs in Saints history, and that became a weapon, and he became kind of a heart and soul of the team, and he scored the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. Now, that's a couple years down the line. I don't know if that's where Herb Jones is going, but that just kind of reminds me, like, you know what? Here's a guy that I don't think anybody thought – Jordan was going to have a a lot of minutes or those key minutes, right? And and to the point where literally anyone and everyone that covers the team says, you can't take him off the court. I mean, he's covered like all the great, Player so far this year, you know, the stars of other teams. He has 13 straight games with the block, which ties Anthony Davis. So the next time they play against Milwaukee on New Year's Day, if he gets one block, he'll hold the franchise record for that. He keeps, you know, score. I mean, like he's just, you're starting to see more and more of the importance, you know, so I went there. Um, I think. What General D said Marcus Colston is where he went. Scott Prather yesterday, uh, went with Jari Evans. So those were the ones that huh. I jotted down. Where, who, who do you think would be a Saints player to kind of reminds you or of either Herb Jones now, what maybe he could be? Uh, I think maybe
3: Devry Henderson. Oh, I like Devry Henderson. Devry. Okay. Hey, and I think it was, he's, he's a guy that was always reliable. It seemed like for you. Um, he was came out the second round in the NFL draft. I know that's yeah. that's high. That's a, that's a good pick if you're if you're coming out the second round in the NFL. But NBA wise, I think I think Herb Jones could be that reliable player like Debrae Henderson was for so many years. Like he was always one of Drew Brees' top targets. He was always there to play games, and whenever some whenever you needed a big play. And there wasn't maybe there was an injury or two that was at that wide receiver position. You could right. always count on throwing the the football to him.
2: I, I was gonna say I I, I hear you. Um, and, and maybe he is a player that towards the end of his career, though, got a little more reliable. Oh, by the way, I didn't realize the Lakers lost to the Grizzlies last night one four ninety nine dropped, dropped yeah. up. Yeah, forty one by Ja. Cause all I saw was post about LeBron's 37. I, I didn't even know they lost the game and he had a turnover exactly. late in the game. Okay. And John
3: Brandt, I just saw a few seconds ago. I had no idea. Did, I didn't even know Shaw played in that game. Shaw was like, you could take all those, those gold jerseys back home.
2: Yep. Oh, I love it. Cause all those jerseys showed up to watch the Lakers, huh? Poor Lakers. Rumbled. Poor La- Anyway, this Poor isn't yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Laboo. Um, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it, look, at least I'll give him like the the Puffs Plus or the Kleenex, you know, aloe. I mean, he's gonna get like a really nice box of tissues. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get a really nice box. Ain't gonna be the cheapest yeah. thing. I mean, maybe
3: a family pack. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna. Yo, you know what? I'll get like the the Sam's or the Cotsco, you know, bundle of twenty. Yeah. The he doesn't have to go, he doesn't have to worry about tissues for a few. No, for a few weeks. because Lord knows he's going to use them throughout the season. So yeah, what awesome. we were we even talking about? Oh yeah, here's the thing with Devin. Okay, so. Because my, my thing with Devery, Jordan, I don't know if you remember this, Devry was hit and miss. See, Herb isn't. So I don't know if that's a, it's an accurate one because Devry later on became the he was the guy that took the top off the field um off the back end and, and he could score those deep bombs. The problem with Devry, especially when he first started here, was he either caught it or he didn't. I mean right. it, it was well, can we can we really say that Herb is that reliable as as I think right so. now? I mean absolutely I I, I, mean... I, I would say this, because here's what I'm getting at. How many times does her make a mistake? You're right. I would say it's over 50% positive, right? I mean, he's 50% of the time on the court, he's making a right decision or play or something positive. And I just think with Devery, um, towards the end, yeah, look, he was one of those receivers. Yeah. In the Super Bowl year and stuff, but dude, when he first started here, I mean, it was. It was the drop sees. I mean, he would drop bombs. He would drop mm-hmm. anything. But then he would make the hardest catch, and he would drop the easiest catch. His catching did get better, though, towards the end of his Saints career. Good questions of the day, Domain. We'll chime in with you again. Um I don't know. I'm looking at everything. We can do it again in 1 o'clock hour if you'd like. Whatever you want, buddy. Oh, so, really? <laughs> whatever uh, you want. Sounded I, very sarcastic. Jordan Cleaver. whatever you Go, go want. follow always him. Available. Go follow him on Twitter. At JDKleber is the way to do so. Thanks, bud. We'll talk uh, in an hour. Right, stay out of trouble. I will try. Ross Jackson, he is next. We will uh, talk to him about your New Orleans Saints. 11 Saints players returned off of the COVID list. One, onto the COVID list. He's next on ESPN New Orleans.
3: Hey, hey, my friends, it's Dana, DiFran Frilo here. Just wanted to reach out to you that I and Golden Motors are here and ready to help you take care of you and your family's vehicle needs. We have new inventory arriving daily. Check us out 24-7 at goldenmotors.com. Give us a call at 985-325-1000 or stop by and let myself or one of our awesome team members take care of you and get one less worry off your shoulders. Always remember, price is priority.
0: The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516, or online at reedsmetals.com.
4: On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985 446 I'm Matt Ori And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage.
0: Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3
1: FM and ESPN1003.com. So
2: you got a little bit of good news? You got a little bit of bad news? Not nearly as much though as it has been in the last couple of days. Ross Jackson joins us to talk about your New Orleans Saints. As always, we appreciate the time. You can give Ross a follow over on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola and of course the Locked On Saints podcast. Sir, good afternoon. How are you?
1: good afternoon everybody doing well how are you holding
2: up i'm doing fantastic especially since i saw not one not two almost a dozen saints players pretty big names off the list sir uh you gotta like it Quan alexander demario davis Taysom hill adam troutman james carpenter but caden ellis jt gray who's you know a pro bowler jeff heath jordan mills and uh what trevor simeon is in there as well christian ringo but marcus williams the safety goes to covid list but It's nice to have at least quarterbacks, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they they consider that to be the best, uh, the most important position (laughs) in football, and the Saints have have cycled through four of them. So it gives you a pretty good idea of just how detrimental things can be if you're consistently cycling through quarterbacks. So great Mm -hmm. to see both Taysom Hill and Trevor Simian back, of course, particularly Taysom Hill, who, you know, obviously would be expected to start this weekend. Um, The loss of Marcus Williams is... Is a big one, especially when you're going up against the Carolina Panthers team that is, you know, kind of just looking to play spoiler and is not going to yeah. be shy about attacking deep and certainly has the weapons to do it. The big question will be, do they have the quarterback to do it? Right? Can Sam Darnold actually do that? Now, obviously, you don't want to let them catch stride, and so you're going to see guys like PJ Williams who should be stepping into Marcus Williams' role. They really like what PJ can do in the deep safety. Uh, aspect He played extremely well, I thought, in uh, Malcolm Jenkins' absence last week. It would be great to have Malcolm Jenkins back, who came off earlier in the week as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely something to watch in terms of how they navigate the loss of, uh, loss of Marcus Williams, who's a big piece over on that defensive side, but invaluable to get guys like Quan Alexander and DeMario Davis back.
2: I, see, I, I love where you went there because I did kind of want to start in this direction, as Ross Jackson just mentioned the defense and talked about the defense because I feel like we spent most of this week, and rightfully so, after Monday night's mm-hmm. performance on the offense. But that is what it is. We can get to that, and we will in a sec. But, Ross, one constant this season, and it's something that I've asked all the, the Saints folks that have joined the show this week, I if Dennis Allen doesn't get a serious look-see, I mean, again, I'm not going to be upset as a Saints fan, but he (laughs) deserves it because Ross, 13 points, three sacks, an interception. And you know what? He's almost gotten this defense to the point where it is almost plug and play because I saw you mention it in your podcast, and it's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Yes, I'm happy. Demario Davis and Quan Alexander are back. But, dude, Pete Werner... And Zach Vaughn played well. I mean, Pete Werner led the team in tackles with 10, had seven solos. Zach Vaughn, the other co- the other linebacker, had eight and seven solos. So you lose Quan and DeMario, but I don't really feel like that linebacker position killed you. The other two guys made plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly didn't. I mean, you know, there were there were situations in which you saw, you know, a couple of runs break through. You know, no one would no one's probably going to let Zach Bond, you know, live down getting run over by Duke Johnson uh, anytime soon, unfortunately. But you know, outside of outside of a couple of spot plays here and there, I thought he played pretty solid too. But the person that honestly just really really stood out to me was Pete Werner. It, it's tough to be a rookie and to be thrown into a position with an offense that, excuse me, a defense. That you're, you know, getting your first exposure to still this season, and to go out there and not only have to play, you know, proficiently in terms of making all those tackles. He was also targeted four times in coverage, allowed only two catches for 15 yards, and allowed under a 60 percent, um, excuse me, uh, under a 60 percent passer rating uh, when when targeted. And you know, beyond doing all of that, he also was calling the shots. I mean, the guy was the green yeah. guy, the communication device in his helmet, and was relaying and disseminating the information to the rest of the defense, and played a huge role. Even in plays that he wasn't directly a part of, in terms of you know him being targeted or, or making a tackle, he was still the reason that the defense was even set up in the first place. And so, I, you know, I, I give the I give the guy a lot of credit because that's exactly what they want from Pete Werner, right? That's the vision yeah. for him in terms of his future, and to see him be that good that quickly in that role is really really impressive and gives you a lot of um, optimism and an encouragement looking ahead to his future.
2: Here's the other aspect that I think that was really interesting that um you saw again other elements of this defense that have been consistent look Marcus Davenport again went healthy right I almost feel like when healthy is going to be another conversation where we talk about Teron Armstead when we talk about the offense but um he he is a guy a caller asked me earlier I think it was yesterday Ross, so I'll I'll, I'll toss it to you. Are you extending, are you signing long-term Marcus Davenport? I told him before the season, not yet. I think I needed to see something this year, which is why the team didn't. But I think you're doing that now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I think you, I think you can um, and, and feel pretty good about it because, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I think you're right that we've been we sort of do throw the win healthy on Marcus Davenport quite a bit. But mm-hmm. he's also been limited in practice with a shoulder injury for like the last three or four weeks. And he's still been getting out on the field and producing. So right now, I don't even know if you can call him healthy and he's still out there producing. So you're still seeing something in terms of the drive from him. his his availability, his ability to be available, which is very important, Mm -hmm. and then what he's doing out on the field, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Five sacks in five of the last six games. He's also generated at least four pressures in the last few games as well. He and Cam Jordan together have combined for six sacks and 17 total pressures over just the last two games uh, versus Tampa and up against Miami. I mean, I I think that he has done a, a ton this season to show you why he continues to deserve the time and why he has made good and how he has made good on the time that the Saints have invested in him right. as a developmental player. And I, I, you love to see it at this point of the season.
2: Speaking with Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. You can follow Matt Ross Jackson on Twitter and, of course, that podcast. Um, so the offense – You and I talked about this last several weeks, you know, when people were clamoring, hey, put in Ian Book. We're like, look at the team that he would be playing with. Now, I Mm -hmm. it wasn't even that bad, but I don't really know what anybody could have done. I mean, I almost think, like, I don't know if that was a joke that they actually reached out to Jerbreeze or Phillip Rivers because that would have been a massacre. I mean, I no one is going into that. I mean, you didn't have much chance of success. But here's the thing. Quarterback aside, receiver position aside, Here's what I want to ask you Ross what have you thought of the offensive line this season I, I it's been a disappointment to me in, a, in in a number of ways health um performance when healthy and just bad luck it, it just it, it's been an area that we thought would be a strength but it really
1: hasn't Ross yeah and, it, and it's never really gotten the chance to get into its stride right I mean from the very very beginning of this season this offensive line was what it was not supposed to be right? Uh, you you know were dealing with time without Eric McCoy, and then you had Caesar Ruiz at center, and then you had to move, you know, you lost uh, 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 Andrews Peet for the season, and then you end up being, going into this situation to where Toronto Armstead's in one game, out the next game, and, you know, has sort of been battling back and forth through his injury. Ryan Ramcheck has been gone for the last six weeks, and so I, I, you look at the, the, the offensive line, and this offensive line has just simply never really gotten a chance at this point, and a lot of that is because of the injuries. And then you look at the, the COVID situation this past week to where you were down to like your sixth and seventh. I mean, they literally had to play a guy in Kyle Murphy who signed that day and was probably one of the players that Coach Payton mentioned was getting fitted for his equipment before the game. Um, you know, it's, it's an absolutely wild situation that they were up against mm-hmm. on Monday. And so uh, I don't take much away in terms of the evaluation at that point when it comes to the offensive line because at that point you're just you're hoping that you know you've got five players out there that can give your quarterback two and a half seconds that can give your running back a yard, right? Uh, but in terms of what we're what we were expecting to see from this offensive line, yeah, it's a it's a little bit disappointing. Although a lot of it certainly comes from you know health and availability as opposed yeah. to lack of performance.
2: How has Caesar Ruiz performed for you this year?
1: It's funny, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to keep my eye on him as much as possible and, and everything and, you know, really break down what he's doing each week. And, and I think that there are moments where he looks outstanding. And then there are moments where he kind of doesn't, I mean, it looks like he doesn't know where pressure is coming from. And so what I don't know is how much of that is either in, in issues with the calls that are being made, the protection calls that are being right. made. Cause you remember you also had, you know, you've had third string, fourth string quarterbacks in throughout this season, you've had, you know, Fourth, fifth string defense, uh, offensive lineman in throughout this mm-hmm. season. So I don't know how much of it is a is issues with communication versus how much of it is like issues processing the communication, which sort of changes where the the fault is. And so I don't really know which one of those it is. But after you start to see it over and over and over again, there becomes only one common denominator, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's been disappointing because you expected to really see sort of the development there. Um, you know, he got all offseason to. to to prepare at the right guard spot, had to shift away from it for a little bit, but then eventually got back to it and just hasn't really performed to that first round pick status, which I think sometimes is a little bit unfair in terms of Mm -hmm. what we expect from first round picks just because of the fact that they happen to be first round picks. Uh, But regardless, it's, you know, still something that you certainly want to see more from Cesar Ruiz um, and and a little bit more consistency uh, at that position, especially when you're, you're down to, you know, third, fourth quarterback, uh, and you're in a situation where you're trying to protect them and, and, and keep them keep them clean as best as possible.
2: Right, No doubt. So we turn our attention, to obviously, to Sunday. Kind of different, yet similar situations, right? You go back to week two, the Saints are decimated. My last tally that I've been trying to find, which by the way, they're doing a really good job of keeping it quiet like i i felt like i i knew my number count last week on saints players i'm having trouble finding anybody that covers the panthers that gives me a, a running tally i'm at 13 ross the last time i checked um for the panthers with their COVID issue and they're gonna go with sam darnold who faced the saints back in week two i almost think as matt rules said yesterday it's two different teams we have two different sets of players going i don't know if you can make anything out of that week two performance huh
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if you look at the week two performance over on the New Orleans Saints side, they were without you know ten plus coaches over the practice week, and then six plus coaches on the sideline on game day, and there were a lot of things that were sort of you know specific circumstances as to why that game sort of went the way that it did. But one of the big things you can take away is the fact that the game, the team that they played week two, the that Carolina did. Um, you know, didn't have much of a pass rush going for them. New Orleans Saints, uh, Marcus Davenport was injured during that first game. First look at Peyton Turner, who was kind of hot and cold. Uh, Cam Jordan was still getting his, um, you know, getting his bearings on the season, it did seem like, and there was no David Onyemata at that time. And now all of a sudden you have this pass rush for the New Orleans Saints that has really stepped up here recently over the past few weeks mm-hmm. that, you know, will look to pressure Sam Darnold greater than the nine dropbacks that he was pressured back in week two, right, 15 weeks later. So, if you, if you look at what the New Orleans Saints can put on the field this week, depending upon who they get back healthy and who stays healthy throughout the rest of this week, I do think that at this point you're looking at an entirely different team than what Carolina faced week two. But I think that that's true for the Saints at this point too, but it could actually be a benefit for them. I mean, if guys like Hassan Reddick, Shaq Thompson, as well as Brian Burns aren't able to hit the field for Carolina, then all of a sudden – the secondary that's already been decimated, for or the, the defense that's already had its secondary decimated in Carolina also loses its star pass rushers, then all of a sudden that can open some doors for the Saints' offense to get rolling in an area where they haven't really been able to get consistently rolling so far this season.
2: I'm thinking win. I, I, I am. I mean, I'm hoping win, right? <laughs> At this point, I'd like to see a first down and a touchdown, Ross. Um What do you think happened Sunday?
1: I think that it has to be another game that's led by the defense, but I do think that you see a little but you, you, you need to see a little bit more life on the offensive side as well. So, you know, you, you've got JC Horn, who's down for the season, CJ Henderson, you've got uh, Stephon Gilmore, who's unlikely to play in this game. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the secondary is decimated in Carolina, and you're not going to get any tears from the New Orleans Saints about dealing with injuries and things like that. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that that gives the Saints an opportunity to really take advantage of what's in front of them on the offensive side in the passing game, which should alleviate a little bit of the concern around Alvin Kamara, who's been dealing with 72% and 60% plus uh, eight man boxes over the last two Mm -hmm. weeks. And that's tough to run against. That's tough to get going against. And so, you know, I I think that that's the big thing for the Saints is can they open up, can they force offenses, excuse me, uh, opposing defenses to open up horizontally, i.e. guard their receivers on, on the perimeter and not focus so much on the inside on Alvin Kamara. Uh, and in order for them to really be able to do that, they have to have a little bit more life over on the offensive side. So we'll see if they're going to be able to provide that, but I think getting pieces like Malcolm Jenkins, DeMario Davis, Quan Alexander, and others back is huge for the Saints defense. As long as they can stay healthier over on that defensive side right. and not lose any other key pieces in addition to Marcus Williams, because this is always going to be sort of a fluid, ever-changing sort of situation and roster at this point, uh, then you know I think that the defense is able to do what it needs to do to limit Sam Darnold and, and his weapons over on the offensive side for Carolina.
2: You know, it's interesting. I'm watching a video that just got posted a little bit ago, uh, Jameis Winston throwing the football in the rehab center. I mean, he's just taking three steps. It's not, you know, fast, but there he is, man. To see him back doing that, it, we're going to discuss this a little bit more maybe, you know, next Thursday, also about his future and where that goes. But I don't know if he would win the – Courage award, the Ed Block Courage Award next year for the Saints if he comes back and plays and is their quarterback. But Quan Alexander did the team releasing that news this morning. I, I think this was an easy call. It really is remarkable when you think an Achilles tear in December and yeah. then he starts the season for the Saints and, um, and is a pretty important player. It's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible just to see him at training camp. I mean, what a resilient guy. And, and... He can fight through and get out on the field and be impactful at this point in the season, despite what happened to him last season, pretty remarkable. Glad he got the reward for that.
2: At Ross Jackson, NOLA is the way to follow Ross over on Twitter. Happy New New Year to you, sir. And thank you again, as always, for your time. And we will chat again in the new
1: year next week. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Talk <laughs> to you in 2022, man. Y'all be good. I know.
2: That's going to be so weird to try to say again. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate it. Quick break. we come back more on the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. No
0: time to sleep. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jumpstart. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, Symmetrical Speed Fiber Internet from ETEL Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. ETEL Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised.
1: Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say
0: jaw
2: drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates?
0: The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially
1: when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988.
5: Sunrise
2: in the blue skies
3: Birds flying through paradise A little bit longer Another day stronger Somebody smiling down on me With those warm days and cooler nights Friends and family and candlelights Feels like I've been running But something better's coming Don't want to have to wait and see This feels like home It's It's where I want to be and all the troubles that come
2: and go Can
0: never take you away This feels like life
3: Like it's meant to be Cause when I see you smiling You know I can't deny it Feels like coming home
6: to me it. feels like home
4: Rouse's Markets knows There's no place like home for the holidays Rouse's Markets
0: Feels like home Excited about a show where we just talk. Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the Sports Hangover
1: with Gus Kattengill.
2: nine eight one double zero three is the way to chime into the conversation. Uh, getting plenty to get into here as well. How about college basketball? LSU and Tulane fans love to hear from you as well. Tiger fans, what would you think of last night's performance by LSU at Auburn? You heard the voice of the Tigers, Chris Blair. Tell us yesterday, first to 70, well, the Tigers didn't get anywhere near there. Auburn did, though. Um, 55 points for LSU. They struggled shooting, especially the three-ball. Matt Lascona kept putting out jiff after jiff after jiff of people going nuts or people, you know, like somebody pulling your hair out and stuff because he kept saying, please stop shooting the three. Either way, we'll wait. Head coach, if your LSU fight and Tigers had this to say after the game.
4: We didn't play with the discipline in the uh... – uh, in the smarts that we needed uh, the start was obviously not great again uh, but uh, we cut it to six in both halves we had three straight turnovers in the first half when we cut it to six we had uh, you know we had basically four straight turnovers between live ball turnovers and shots in the second half but um, you know I was uh, I was pleased with our effort I was disappointed in our in our in our, in our discipline and that sort of thing so um Give Justice Williams a ton of credit, man, to come in and play. Good question the other day, Glenn, to come in and play. You know, twenty-four minutes in that environment, so like I told him, we didn't we didn't put the training wheels on him against Louisiana Monroe. He's just now gotten healthy. So for everybody who's going to say, "Well, why he have they been playing?" Well, he just now got healthy. We just got his foot cleared, and we just gave him you know a couple of weeks practice time. Reeves in that same kind of mode right now, where he's in the practice time leading up to being able to play, but. Justice Williams is a really good player. He's going to be a really good player for us the rest of this year, and he's going to be a really good player during his career here at LSU. So I was very, very uh, proud of him.
2: So, Will Wade, the opening uh, statement on the game there, as you saw, Tiger shot 6 of 29 from three point land, 20%. From the floor, they were 18 of 63, 28%. Lost a remounting battle, 43 to 37, but again, uh, just couldn't make shots. And on top of the fact, then you have Auburn's. Walker Kessler, he had 11 blocks. If you watch the game, it felt like it was every other possession. He had 11 blocks in that game. 11. 11. Will Wade
4: on Kessler. Well, I mean, look, we knew what he was coming in. He was top three in the country in block shots and protecting the rim. And,
6: you know, we just didn't
4: execute. We were supposed to, the one time we jump stopped, he fouled us. We were supposed to jump, stop, show the ball. Play off two feet and just went in there and tried to, you know, throw the ball up there. And, and that's why we, you know, that's why we shot it really, really poorly in the paint. When we scored 22 points in the paint, you no, know, that's what happens. We've got,
2: we've got to execute. Yeah. 11 blocks. <laughs> just letting you know, uh, about, uh, that, that's incredible performance there. So, uh, the Tigers suffer their first loss of the season and, you know, obviously we'll try to bounce back this. We mentioned yesterday it's going to be a tough start and stretch for LSU in that it's what? Kentucky next and then Tennessee. So three straight opponents, um, that are ranked and then Bama after Arkansas. So it, you're going to figure it out. And look, you heard Chris yesterday mention it. There's a lot of people wondering, well, what about that? That scheduled. They really hadn't played anybody. How good really are they? You know, they're beating teams at 20, 30 points, but really how good are those teams? Um, Auburn's a good test, solid test, tough place to play. And also, you know me—I've said this before—I got no skin in the fight. Um, having called games to PMAC, they've done some nice additions, but it—it's got to be renovated. And and I know there's plans for that, and trying to get that done. Maybe keep the shell. We've seen a lot of buildings have that. Houston is a great example. Their arena essentially kept its shell, and they literally went to the studs essentially from the inside and renovated it, made it newer, more modern, the seating's better. I mean, you heard Chris Blair say at 27 feet or 23 feet, the highest seat is 40-something feet from the floor. They just you can make that a, a better environment, and, and you felt it. You, you saw it yesterday for sure. Will, uh finally had this to say as to how you move forward as a team.
4: Well, look, we got to learn from it. We got to grow from it. You know, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, you know, you can't simulate this. You can't, I mean, this is, this is what's like, life's like on the road in the SEC This, this is how it is. And uh, we've got to grow from it and learn from it. And we will, we've got great kids. We've got great character. Hey, nothing changed about this team. We're a good group. We're, we weren't going undefeated. Um, you know, and, you know, we ran into a really good team tonight and, we played extremely hard we just didn't we didn't play with the discipline that we needed to play with i thought our guys prepared really well i thought we were focused shoot around was really good we just you know we, we just we just lost our way a little bit and you know this is the first time some of these guys have been in this type of environment and uh you know you can't uh, you can't you know we try to simulate it in practice as much as we want but you know we fouled. you just discipline we fouled two three-point shooters we gave up seven points on fouling three-point shooters something we hadn't done all year um, you know, stuff like that adds up in a game like this. All the turnovers and doing stuff like that. It, it really adds up.
2: Meanwhile, uh, a couple miles south, obviously, in, in uptown New Orleans, we spoke with Corey Glory yesterday. They, Tulane, look, they and Memphis hadn't played in a long, long time. And, what was it? I think I jotted it down. I promised Corey I was paying attention. Oh, yeah, 22 days since the last game for Tulane, 15 since Memphis last played. Both teams shut down the program for a bit because of COVID. So um you didn't even know who was going to play, essentially, and, and what guys would be available. And Tulane comes up with the win, 85-84, snapping a 12-game losing streak. You got to go back to February 13th of 2016, the last time Tulane beat Memphis. Um it, it, it's a, it was a heck of performance, really. When you look at it, for, and, and just a nice win, uh, more than anything else.
6: Here's Coach Hunter. If there's one team in this country that, uh, that deserves to win the game, we've had so much that's happened to us this semester. And, uh, you know, to do this and – on a couple of days of practice and coming off a major COVID deal, and I'm just so proud of these kids, man, I, I, I really am. And you know, we lost some close games, and so you know, I think you know, we've been when we get in close games, we understand that we, we've done it all year. But I'm proud of these kids. They they played hard. They really wanted to win. And first conference game, we talked about let's learn from the things that happened, but it's a new year. And so um, I, I told them, I think that we're probably the best three and six basketball team in the country. You know, we just had some tough breaks so, uh so we needed this this is this is this is going to help our confidence, and so you know we got twenty four hours to celebrating and then we go get ourselves ready for a good Cincinnati basketball team. You no know, Cook left the team with twenty five points, a couple
2: other guys had double digits James had fourteen, and uh <coughs> excuse me, cross had fifteen for Tulane. she had three players in, in double digits, but cook really kind of led the way in thirty eight minutes, knocked down four threes. 25 points but again look I, you don't know how the rest of the season's going to go and you don't know how good really Memphis sort of is as well but from big name coach big name assistants lots of top prospects things of that nature and having played in 22 days I don't care who that was it was going to be a nice win if you got a win you do it against Memphis a team that you just could not find ways to beat that's big for the folks up there in Uptown Here's Coach Hunter on finally snapping that 12-game losing streak. Well, you know,
6: again, you know you know how I am. We don't downplay anything. If you haven't beat somebody in 12 years, in 12 times, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And so, um, um, you know, again, I thought our kids, you know, you know they played the right way. And, and, again, we keep saying that this, this program is on the rise. And, uh, you know, we, had, we didn't get the start that we wanted. But, as I said, it's not how you start it. It's how you finish. And so, uh, we, are our, our best basketball's ahead of us. And so, um, you know, we're a talented team. I, you know, what, what, what you saw was a really young team that's grown up, had a lot of bad things. And as I told the guys right at the end there, as I said, after every storm, there's a rainbow and there's sunshine. And we've been through our storm, man. And so when you come out of the storm, some good things are going to happen. And these kids deserve that.
2: So again, very nice win for, uh, Tulane and for LSU. Let's, uh, get back to it and see if they can bounce back. When they get back <laughs> excuse me, into action. Um Let me quickly tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook and Rafael. I asked him to make some tweets and some calls for when he comes on at one fifteen to find out the closest to it. We were talking earlier today. He kinda gave me an idea um as to when he thinks it may happen. It ain't gonna be soon enough, I think, for for some of you guys, obviously that you wanna have it here in the playoffs and stuff. It still might be a possibility, but We're going to try to get you a closer ballpark is all I can really try to give you here. And I promise we will try to do that as much as I can. In the meantime, though, you can get ready for it and you can do so by going ahead and downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, putting in the code LaRose. And when you do, you will find $100 in free bets waiting for you just for signing up. The best part about it, no deposit is required. So you just, Download the app, Google play. If you have an Android app store, if you have an iPhone, download it, register, put in your info, put in the code LaRose when it asks for one. And then when you're done and it goes live, you'll have a hundred dollars ready to go free, like, like legit hundred dollars. You can go. Um, you can still play, of course, the DraftKings fantasy daily app where you set your, your team together and you, you know, Each player is assigned a certain value, stay under the salary cap, play the other competition, and there's huge cash prizes that are available there, so that's fun. But this is different. This is the DraftKings Sportsbook app that as soon as it goes live, you'll be ready to be able to bet on anything and everything. Okay? So $100 in free bets, no deposit required. LaRose is the code. DraftKings Sportsbook is the app. We'll be back. When we come back, we will hear from Matt Rule and Sam Darnold of the Panthers and how they're viewing Sunday's matchup against your New Orleans Saints. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
0: It's the command season sales event at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to root a roads with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, the third-row 7-cd that comes standard with family-favorite features like smart. And, of course, we have to mention the all-new Kia Carnival MPV. The SUV-inspired van has a radical departure from the usual. Now, that says it all. So come save during Kia's Commander Season Sales Event at Barker Kia. And get our famously low, Barker Kia Price. And you know all these new Kias come with it. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. That's Barker Kia at Homer. Or shop online at BarkerKia.com. Come see me, people. Where Kia's limited powertrain warranty, see Kia.com or retailer for details. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At The King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring The King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call
1: us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus
5: Cattingill.
2: There's a bowl game going on, 32-21. South Carolina leads North Carolina, 32-21 in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Let's turn my stomach just slightly, just thinking about Mayo. Because of the smoker's cough. Yes, yeah, so if you've been listening to the show now for 12 years, you know the dreaded smoker's cough. And it's a dollop of mayonnaise and Jaeger. I think that's all that really needs to be said, isn't it? No. yeah. Jordan, have you ever done, I got to make sure that you, it's a part of initiation too when you work with this. I think Jordan Kleiber needs to do so for sure. All right, let's go to Carolina and here firm head coach matt rule first off here's what he had to say on his team facing a covid situation right
5: um it's it's taken up most of the day jason to be honest with you you know just because they they, you know their their um guys are testing now you know upon upon symptoms or upon request so it's you know kind of not all coming at once um we um you know, the new rule, the new, the new vaccination rule gives us a chance for some of the guys that, you know, tested Monday to potentially be back on Sunday. So, uh, you know, I, we limited practice today. Um, you know, we didn't practice against each other. We had to practice offense and defense separately because we don't, didn't have enough people. So it's certainly a, a concern right now. Um, you know, Scott and his staff are working all day to try to make sure that, you know, we have kind of every position covered. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a concern. It's definitely a factor in, in the, in the, in the ball game right now. Uh, we have a lot of young guys that have been waiting for their chance to play. Some got a chance to play last week. Um and, and some some more will get a chance to play this week.
2: Good. Give them all a chance. <laughs> you know what? Again, we've watched it. We've seen the Saints have to go through it. Have fun going through it. So this was yesterday. This was Matt Rule having his Wednesday press conference. Um he also said that he would go with Sam Darnold as the starting quarterback.
5: Uh we we will uh start Sam this week. Uh Cam is um, uh, ready to play, uh, preparing at a high level as, as he always does and um we'll go from there. Why start Sam coach? Yeah, you know, just um you know, Sam's been working hard to get back. You know, he he uh he played well in this ball game the first time. I thought he did some good things in the game last week. Um so, you know, we we can only start one of the one, one of the guys um and just uh you know, we made the decision that uh that Sam would Sam would get the start, um uh, but both guys both both guys will be ready to play.
2: All right, Sam Darnold, if you remember in that first meeting, 26 of 38, 305, two TDs and an interception. Here we here was yesterday on what it means to be getting again an opportunity to
0: start.
7: Yeah, you know, for me it's uh you know, just another opportunity to to go out there and play good football. Um that's really all I'm focused on is making sure that you know, I'm doing my job at the highest level and, uh, nothing more, nothing less than that.
2: Now that said, his time away, because he's been injured, and that allowed Cam to be signed and then start and all that stuff. Um, he was asked by a reporter to reflect on his journey so far through the league and this season.
7: Unfortunately, you know, my last three years in New York, I was, I had spans where I was hurt as well. Um, but I think this, this last one was definitely the longest that I've been out. So, um, you know, with the new IR rule that, uh, you know, uh, went into place last year, um, you know, just being on IR and, and kind of getting to, um, experience things from, from that angle and, and kind of see things from afar, um, you know, it's just, it kind of gives you a, for me at least, I got a, a much, um, I just got an appreciation for the game um you know you, you, it was it was kind of a cliche of you don't realize what you have until it's gone um you know it's just when you're out it, it sucks you know to to be able to watch us play football and not you know be able to have anything to do with um wins or losses you know obviously you know I can help in the building during the week I'm not saying that but um to not be out there on the field with my brothers um that's something that you know I missed a ton um when I was out and um But, again, you know, something that I learned from, you know, just being around and and getting to experience, um, you know, Cam and the way that he um, kind of led and and the way that he went about preparing um, during the week to get ready for Sunday, mentally, physically, emotionally. um, You know, he's one of the best I've ever seen. So, um, you know, it's I think I learned a lot from him as well
2: he had a little bit more to say on cam yeah i
7: didn't know cam before um no guys that i've worked with cam said that he was a great dude and um you know that's proven to be true you know cam's a he's a great guy ultimate competitor um ultimate professional i mean the way that he works um you know i've learned so much from him since he's um come on and, and you know been with us this year so um yeah i mean cam's the the ultimate professional ultimate competitor but i mean more than anything I mean he's just he's a great dude so um how about that relationship with them and you keep constantly
2: hearing them say that they are enjoying uh kind of hanging out with one another
7: no I mean you know we understand kind of the the business uh you know that we're in um you know it just kind of is what it is and um you know we're both very professional and and we understand uh you know we just understand, you know, the business. So um, with that being said, me and Cam are, um, you know, we're cool with each other and um, leave it at that. Now, obviously, like other
2: players on the Saints and other teams have had to deal with, COVID has um, made lineups a little different. His thoughts on maybe not having all the guys that he's used to having?
7: No, I mean, I'm just, you know, making sure that I'm extra careful, you know, in the building, make sure, making sure I'm wearing a mask, um, doing all the things that you know the league's asking us to do. So, um, you know, making sure that you know we're staying safe. You know, I know a lot of guys have um, families that they go back to um, after work. So, you know, thinking about those people during these times and just just trying to keep everyone safe. So you can imagine, most of those
2: conversations yesterday of questions were about his future. And again, if you follow anybody that follows or writes for the Panthers or covers the Panthers, the athletic, the Charlotte observer, uh, they're all penning already a a column or two about whether or not Sam Darnold should be the future at quarterback for, uh, the Panthers and where they should go. And if they should move on, um, Several already saying that, no, they they need to draft a quarterback next year and move on from Sam was asked about if he thinks about that at all.
7: Um, if I look past this game at all, I would be doing this team and myself a disservice by, um, you know, looking too far into the future. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, put my best foot forward for this team um, so that we can go out there and win on Sunday. Um, if I start to worry about, you know, what these next couple games mean and uh, the implications for next year, then, you know, that. That does nothing for me, uh, on Sunday.
2: And finally, as far as Matt Rule facing the Saints a second time, he had this to say.
7: Well, I think anytime you, you, you play a team a second
5: time, you learn from the first game. You don't try to replay it. I mean, um, you know, they had different players playing in that game. Um, you know, well, we had different players playing in that game, you know, um, you know, so we're, we're two different teams later in the year. Obviously COVID has changed everything completely. I, I'm just making reference to it with Sam in terms of, you know, that was probably his, best game of the season um and um so you you know it's a good opportunity for him to 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 see hey here here's what i look like then you know i've i've gone through a lot a lot of growth a lot of ups and downs where am i at right now um but uh yeah we're you know it's it's one thing when it's tampa bay and it's last week and again next week that's that's kind of a quick turnaround this is you know the longest of the of the three um so we'll we'll um we're playing a lot of, like I said, we're playing a lot of different players and so are they, but, uh, at the, at, at the core, it still is the same two teams and it'll, it'll be a, a good, a good matchup.
2: All right. So we will hear, uh, and find out by, you know, Sunday night as to how these two teams will approach it and who will win. Again, Saints have gone up. It was a six, six and a half point, now a seven point favorite against Carolina. 325 kickoff here in New Orleans. That wraps up our number one. When we come back, we will hear from Rafael Esparza, Marlon Favorite Coach G, in the 215, 230, 245 segments. To open up next hour, though, four lines open if you'd like to chime into the conversation. We'll go over those questions of the day as well.